Today on The Breakdown, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, famous for many, many roles, perhaps most famous for their time together in the movie The Odd Couple. You know, that thing. Uh, Very popular, spawned at least one sequel and a long-running TV show. Well, we have an odd couple here (laughs) in this hand, including the oddest fish of them all, Makita Badziakowski. He is, he is to strange what I am to wonderful podcasting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To incredible podcast openings. That's what he is to strange. So uh, a pillar, a, uh, the standard, if you will. Really, who does openings better than these? I don't know. There's no one. There's no one. <laughs> Ira Glass, get in line. Anyway, uh, so there's a hand that's going to be played. There's six left in this, uh, this scoop event. And the, uh, the strange one, Makita, he's going to, you know, he's going to make sure things get just a little bit weird. And we're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown <laughs> with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Makita Badzikowski is like Jared Leto's Joker of poker. I'm going to make it a little weird. <laughs> Did he say that? That's, I think that's what Jared Lowell's Joker says sometimes. Oh. Like he, he walks into a Starbucks. He's sometimes. like, I'm going to make it a little weird in here. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Did you see, have you no. ever seen him no. play the Joker in any of the no. versions? Is he the, good at it? I liked him as the Joker, but everyone hated him as the Joker. I thought he was good. The movie was terrible. I thought he was the most interesting part of it and did a good job. Okay. But who the fuck am I, Grant? Who should play the Joker that hasn't played the Joker? Who's Ooh. this is a thing that people talk about on the internet, but I don't. I don't. Do know. they? I, I assume so. Like, There's so is, many people playing the Joker now; it's like not even interesting anymore. Like, also, Joaquin Phoenix just played the Joker and won the Academy Award for it. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's it's like kind of the role that you 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 fetishize different actors in. You know, I suppose. Ever since Heath Ledger did it, before that, no one really cared. But Heath, Heath did such yeah. a good job, and yeah. made the, we sort of realized how cool the character really was. I yeah. think with that movie, the Agent of Chaos character, yeah. yeah, like you never really see that. It's just they always are; they're always just evil for evil's sake or want money because. And this is more like something different. There's a there's an actor who's been around for a while who's receiving a lot of love on the internet recently. I don't exactly know why, but I feel like I see him mentioned more often than I used to, and I think he would be really good as the Joker. Yeah, Werner Herzog. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> It's weird because I was going sort of an older version of the Joker also. Older, yeah. balder version of the Joker. I was thinking um, Jonathan Banks. Who is that again? He plays Mike Ehrmantraut on oh, Better yeah. Call Saul. Okay. I don't know. I don't think he could, he could pull off the passion level that the Joker needs. <sighs> Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Who did you say again? Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any actual sense. Come on. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. But Werner is the Joker. How about... No. Uh, maybe Jason Bateman is the Joker. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Seth Rogen is the Joker. Like, I mean, in some ways. Yeah. He does joke. He does. He's funny. The, I, the, I came to the it's Warner hard. Herzog thing because yeah. I saw somebody tweeted. Sorry, I don't know who it was. So no, no proper attribution here. But um, the person that would make me watch Jeopardy every day if they were the host would be Warner Herzog. Hmm. Can you imagine how good of a Jeopardy host he would be? Um, I guess he would be pretty good. I suppose I watched a clip or two of Aaron Rodgers. Was he hosting good? Jeopardy? 
I didn't think he was particularly good. I watched literally 30 seconds of it. So I watched him answer, do, do two things with it, basically. I thought he was kind of low energy and a little hard to understand. He didn't have a peppiness that Alec had. Alec said, not that I ever watched Jeopardy and no one should care about what my opinion is. I'm not the demographic. But to me, it didn't seem like he had that thing that you kind of need, like a, a dynamism or a charisma. Mm-hmm. But, but by all accounts, people thought he did very well. Now, I don't know if he did very well for a quarterback or if he just did very well in their mind. I couldn't say. I haven't watched any of it. I don't watch Jeopardy. Jeopardy's for losers. Ah, come on. Jeopardy's fun. Do you watch a lot of Jeopardy? No, I don't watch much Jeopardy. Oh, but if Warner Herzog hosted it, it'd yeah. be good. How much like, would you watch? At least one episode. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch like a YouTube clip of one episode. Like like 10 minutes. I'll take minutes. Uh, I'll take birds for 600, Warner. You'd be like, uh, let me try to find yeah, my Warner Herzog. It. It's tough. Sometimes I find it. Sometimes yeah. I don't. This owl is from South Africa and... Has a growing sense of despair with each passing day. <laughs> you have you had in your fucking bag a Warner Herzog impression somewhere, didn't you? You already had that. I, I it's one that I sometimes have and sometimes don't. Ah, yeah. okay. I didn't know that about you. So this was all a big, I've done like, it before on the podcast. What are you talking about? You really? Yeah. Bounty hunting is a complicated business. <laughs> that was not very good. No, it was not. That <laughs> was terrible. I mean, you got, if you're doing a Warner Herzog impression, you have to talk about despair or something like that. Well, you can just do like, things he's actually said, like what I did. Mm-hmm. He actually said that. Yeah, I guess he did. So it's okay. You know, like if you said, make my day, that would be pretty I feel good. like he just talks about like normal things in existential ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that. The light reflecting off the mailbox was fallow, pale. Without life. I mean, this is not really what happens, but that is the that is the feeling of what happens. Yeah. I think it's what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's not actual truth, but it's like a, a feeling of truth, a, a sense of the truth. Right. Yeah. Much yeah. like much like the OJ trial. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Because we, we No, I got a lot to say about the OJ trial. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> True off my chest about time. Yeah. Anyway, guess who suggested this hand? I'm gonna go with Casper Kwok. Warner Herzog. I, I mean, no offense to Casper Kwok. I would be excited if Warner Herzog had suggested the hand. Of course you would be. That'd That's be not, how would that offend Casper Kwok? Because then the, I'm saying I'd rather it be Warner Herzog than Casper Kwok. Right. That's what I'm saying. But still. Despite Casper being a great suggester, suggesting on Twitter. Wow. We are the poker guys on Twitter. That was, that, was, that was the part that was most offensive is despite him being a great suggester. Under fucking whelming, bro. Underwhelming. An elite suggester? Is that how I should say it? Not good enough, but better. What, what should you say? A Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore level suggestion. Okay, that's true. That's top, what top of the top. Yeah. In conversation now In for conversation. greatest. Yeah, it's true. It's a little different than a great suggestion. Oh, yeah. He's a good singer. He went to a great school. That's what you're saying about Casper Kwok right now. And I'm not going to stand for it. I apologize Thank to you. everybody. Because okay. I know everybody was probably offended by what Even I said. Werner Herzog was offended. Am by I that. canceled? <laughs> Did I get canceled? I just canceled you. Damn it. I knew that was going to happen eventually. It was, it was bound to happen with you, yeah. We saw it all. We all saw it coming. It's like, what are, what are the chances that you, Jonathan Levy, get canceled? <laughs> it's like, not that low. <laughs> I would say if I haven't yet been canceled, I've got a pretty good shot to make it at this point. That's all. You got me blocking the worst things. You, you are say. helpful in that way. Even though you point out all the things I say that are potentially problematic, you also stop me. You sort of say, well, we can't going to have to stop that one. And, yeah. uh, and we edit something out once in a while when I am letting myself go, if you will. Yes. See, even that could get me in trouble, right? Because now people are like, what, is he, what, what does that mean? 
Well, I can't get you in trouble because they don't actually have like a clip of you doing something terrible. Of course not, but I'm saying in their minds now they like, well, this guy must have some bad shit that they have to edit out. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Werner Herzog knows. Okay, let's I talk about the hand. Just to be clear, it's Werner. Werner. Werner Herzog. But we're in America, so we say Werner. We say Werner Herzog. Okay. But can we get to the hand? Do your terrible Werner impression then, if you're so good at it. Bounty hunting. What is That's not even close. I can't even begin to get close to the German. Say something in German for me to hear. I don't know. What's... And, oh, no. Not, sorry. Say something. Do, do a little... Do your accent just for a second. Ohio is known for the death and despair of the populace. Bounty hunting. Nope. You got to go deeper in gravity. Bounty hunting. No. Is, I'm just trying to get the German part. Forget the Werner part. <laughs> I'm not even good at it. Dangerous... <laughs> All right, business. <laughs> Let's move along. <laughs> oh, the forty percent of the audience who appreciates this, yeah, you know, he never even we saw love you Star guys. Wars. He didn't. No, he's he, he was interviewed about the Mandalorian, and they're uh, like, "What made you want to take on this role? Did you like Star Wars?" He's like, "I have never seen the Star Wars." You know, he's the reason why Baby Yoda is the thing that it is. Though he pushed really hard for it not to be CGI. Oh, really? Really hard, and apparently was sure that it was going to be a, a really big deal. Hmm. And uh, was right. Yeah. Cultural, Very, culturally defining moment there. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this tournament in this hand. Yes. Six remain in this 5K scoop. Okay. It's going to be a tough damn field. Okay. Got Makita Badzikowski in the hand. Yeah. His opponent in the hand is Matthias Ebinger. He's got 10 million in live earnings, 2 million in online earnings. He's not even close to the most accomplished player in the hand. He's, got, he's the 89th most moneyed live tournament player of all time. Not even close. Not even close. All right. Sixth is 45K. So you're only 9Xing your buy-in there. I guess it was not that big of a field. Yeah. Uh, first is 177K. Whoa. Wake me up before you go-go. All right, George. <laughs> uh, 30K, 60K are the blinds. Yeah. Makita Badzikowski, the Joker. He's in the small blind. He's the agent of chaos. Okay. He's got 5.5 million, so almost 100 bigs. Cool. And raises to 160K with two eights. Eight of diamonds, eight of clubs. Cool. Fine. Sure. Matthias Eibinger in the big blind is 2.2 million. So not doing as well. Just, you know, 30-ish blinds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calls with queen jack of spades in the big blind. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Seems like he's got too many chips to shove and not enough chips to raise for, like, because he has a good hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is a hand plays super well in position against a raise, especially against the super wideness of this raise. Like, it seems great. Yeah. Pot's 365K. The flop is six of diamonds, 10 of clubs, four of spades. Pretty mandatory continue for Badzikowski. Oh, yeah. Goes pretty small, pretty standard stuff here 87K into 365. All right, so is this just an auto float for Ibinger with two back doors, two overs? And yeah, I think it absolutely is. Competent opponent. Is there an argument for raising? Oh, that's a cool question. Um, if we feel like Badzikowski doesn't have a lot of give ups on the turn, I'm a little bit more interested in raising right now. Yeah. But if he's going to check fold a fair amount once we've called once, which I think I, I would guess he's got a fair amount of those. I would think so. Yeah. Then I like just calling in position. We don't have to put a lot of chips in play here, and we get to see a card super cheap. Yeah, we also have a stacked up where Badzikowski could effectively shove on us with just a one-pair hand just for protection. That and would we don't, suck. Yeah, we don't want to. Like, we do have enough equity with two overs and two back doors that we don't really want to get blown off the hand. It's not yeah. like a complete garbage hand. Yeah. 
So Ebinger does decide to call. I feel like that's the right decision. Pot's 540K. Yeah. Turn is the king of diamonds. One of the cards that improves Ebinger. He's got now... Is it Ebinger? Ebinger, I think. Ebinger. He's got an open ender now. Pretty good. The, uh, the old queen jack of spades on the six of diamonds, ten of clubs, four of spades, king of diamonds. All right. Makita, bet or check? I think this is actually a more interesting spot than it looks. Like, it feels like a check, but is it? I mean, the king doesn't hit our opponent very often, so we're really just up. It's just the 10 that we're losing to. We're not yeah. folding a 10 if we bet, um, but if we check, if we check a 10 might bet anyway. Yeah. We're probably calling at least once, so a bet's probably going in, certainly by the river, right? Um so the question is, are we trying to get value out of worse hands than a 10, or are we trying to deny equity to other hands? Because that would be the only obvious reason to bet, I think. Those are the two reasons to bet, right? I feel like at this level, most players are going to be calling with a 6 if we bet again, right? Probably, because that king is good for our range. Yeah. So we're going to bet, so they're going to feel like they have to call with And I think a 6 sixes. is slightly more likely than a 10 in Ebinger's range, because with his stack depth, he may have just raised a 10 on the flop huh. to, to get it in or, Fair or, point. or protect. Okay. Um, so I kind of like betting for those reasons. I think, the like you said, the king doesn't really hit Ebinger very much. The only king he has is now kings up, mostly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did hit him this with this hand in that he's open-ended now. Yeah. But so be it. That's that's just another way it can hit him, I guess. Um, I don't know, though. I think it's actually close. I, I started off thinking maybe betting is actually better. I'm not sure. What do you think? I don't know either. I agree it's close. I think I like betting better. Because I just don't want to let another free card come off, basically. And I assume, like, I'm probably putting a bet in either way at some point in this hand, you know, yeah. likely. So why not bet and deny equity or get value from the worst hands rather than not? Um, I mean, the value from worse hands doesn't matter as much because if it goes check, check, and a, and a good card comes off for us, we'll probably will bet for value, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe that, maybe that part doesn't matter. It's just about squeezing, just, just denying some equity. It's close. I don't mind denying the equity, though. I'm kind of cool with that. I don't, I don't either. It's close, though. It can't be that. If we think Ebinger is going to bluff a lot, now, what bluffs does he have? Well, here's a hand he could actually have that, that would be a bluff, yeah. right? So, so if we think he's got a lot of floats, or two backdoor-type floats on the flop, then sure, I guess checking if we think he's going to bluff that, that's fine, right? Yeah. Because a lot of those are going to be folds if we were to bet. There's not a ton of equity to deny, I mean, Queen Jack makes a lot of sense as a hand to deny equity from, but of course, that hand's probably not folding at this point unless we bet really big, right? Yeah. I mean, 5-7, we block the straight coming in for 5-7. Yeah. 3-5, we don't block anything on. We block all of the gut shots from existing, the ones that were flopped, the 7-8, seven, 7-9. Seven, uh, I guess we don't block 7-9, but we block it coming in. Uh, so There's backdoor diamonds that are starting to come in now, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think I lean towards a bet. I think it just overall yeah. plays a little better. I, I think I like that too. Um, but it can't be that bad to check by any means. Like, I certainly don't have a problem with checking here. I agree. That's what Bads does. The old Bads Zikowski. You call him Bads now? Yeah. Well, that's how I write his name in the notes because I don't want to write out Bads Zikowski every time because who the hell wants to do that? Wow. Am I, I didn't know you had to make it. Am I silencing him? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to silence you, Makita. Um, are you seen? We're not going to continue this podcast until we get a tweet from Makita or a DM saying he's, he feels seen. All right, let's put down the microphones. Okay, we're going to put down the microphones, and we're going to do this live. We're not going to cut right. it or anything, okay? Oh, he's seen. Oh, great. Yeah. That was actually really fast. Yeah. He's, he's listening in real time, which only Makita has access yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, 
because of his Joker-like status in the poker world. We have to, we have to let him in. Otherwise, who knows what'll happen? Yeah, that's a good point because you, you want that guy on your side. He doesn't really have sides, but you don't want him angling against you. Basically, like your whole life is spent trying to get the Joker to just kind of not notice you. Yeah, like, not be part of his scheme. Which is why we let him listen live to our show and yeah. ask him to respond by, via tweet immediately. Well, we know how to manipulate him at this point. And, and even him hearing that now. I mean, it's levels upon levels. No doubt. And levels. even that. Even, and even that. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a fine check. You can yeah, go either way. It's fine. A bit more surprising is that Ebinger checks back. That's a bit of an odd play. Really here. surprising. We're sitting here with Queen High. It doesn't rate to be the best hand almost ever. Correct. This line from Badzikowski. He usually has some showdown value when he checks the turn. I guess he'll have some give ups, but... It's hard to think of what they would be that would be worse than Queen Jack because most of his hands that don't have a pair have some some equity or are ace high, right? Like, yeah. So, like that, they're a straight draw or they're ace high or they turn diamonds or something. Mm-hmm. So, why are we checking? Do we just think there's not enough folds in Badzkowski's range? That's my first thought: is that he thinks somehow Bads is just check calling a tremendous amount of the time here. Why else wouldn't we bet if except for that? I mean, deception, like if it comes in, it's less likely that it'll put us on. He'll, he'll be putting us on a six or something pretty much no matter what, when, if we check back, it seems. So what? We have queen high right now. Right, but so that we can get more money when we get there. If we get there. Yeah. But we only get there like 20% of the time yeah. is the problem. Now, maybe a queen or a jack is good also. So maybe it's more than 20%. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, maybe we've got 14 outs. Um, I mean, a queen or a jack is very likely to be good. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, so that's four. So we feel we have fourteen outs, which isn't bad. Yeah, and we might have the best hand with Queen High. Maybe we're checking back because we think we have the best hand enough. No, nah, I think I pretty much already debunked that, Brove, because of what you said before. Yeah, yeah. but maybe, maybe I'm just gonna play it out a little okay. bit because I, you know, whitewashed whatever you said before already. So Makita raises pre. Yeah, let's say he's raising pretty wide. Okay, pre. He takes a shot on the flop, but. He would usually bet the bluff. The king has a bluff, which must be what you said. Yeah, and what are the what are the hands that he's giving up with that are worse than queen jack? Some really bad hands, right? Like, let's take a look. Everything's a straight draw, huh? Yeah, and he'd usually just keep betting on a king with a straight draw. You'd really think most of the time, yeah, or or maybe checking or check raising sometimes and stuff like that, but not good for us either, yeah. obviously. So okay, yeah, it feels like he always has some some kind of something going on on this board, right? So maybe that's why Ebinger checks. He think he thinks he really has no legit showdown value, but couldn't or we, no no legit winning yeah. ability on the turn. We may not have very. May, I'm sure Mickey's got at least a few check folds on the turn, right? He has to have some, probably. But, but probably maybe we feel like we don't have very many. But by betting here, we get to build a pot. Yeah. So if we get there, we get more money. By the way, building if we get there, it's often going to be scary for. Uh, Badzikowski anyway, right? Like an ace, a nine, a queen, or a jack may all be bad cards for him if he's got a six. Yeah. So like getting more money in now is probably better. And as it stands, he has two eights, and those are all bad cards for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we don't have to bluff the river if we want, if we don't want to, but we could also set up a story now yeah. where we bet the turn and then bet big on the river and win a lot. You know, it's, we probably have to bet kind of medium on the river on innocuous cards. I think mm. we have to be able to rep tens. Yeah, like a good ten. Yeah. Like, like Jack, queen 10. Or Jack something. 10 plus, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And we're, like, really going thin, yeah. basically. Yeah. That's not crazy. Yeah. I, I like a bet better. I mean, just for all the classic standard reasons. Like, we have queen high. We have equity against everything. Getting check shoved on is bad because we have to fold. But 
Yeah. That's just something you have to take your lumps with. I, I think. mean, we're going to miss so often and lose this pot if we yeah. don't bet right now. I feel like we should give ourselves a chance to either win right now or win later with a bluff or, again, build a pot if we, if we get something. Either way, Ebinger checks. Okay. I'm fine with Makita's check. I don't like this one. I feel like mostly we should be betting. Although, uh, we can always fall back to balance, right? And yeah. say, well, sometimes we have to check our straight draws. Otherwise, it's too obvious. Blah, blah. And there's a million straight draws on this board anyway, so we can't, we can't bet them all. And maybe that's what he's thinking. This is like one of his best, his, maybe his best straight draw that yep. isn't like ace jack, which maybe he can't even have, right? Because of preflop. I don't know. A lot of a lot of the older Joe Stapleton stuff doesn't age super well poker wise and cultural wise, but one thing that he used to say that I always thought was pretty on the nose is when when the pros do it, it's balance. Yeah. 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 You know, it's pretty true. That's all I got. Yeah. So but that's a fair point. Right. Like that's easy, easy to say. Yeah. All right. So he's gonna check. Okay. And you're gonna check double out. double check check in this thing that I'm going to say, because you're like, you can't be telling the truth about nitrogen sports poker and all of its wonderful benefits. Yeah, I'm going to wreck myself before I check myself. Yeah, that's not how you're supposed to do it. But you know what? I support your right to do it how you want to do it. Check, please. That's If you say that to nitrogen after you win some Bitcoin, you get your money in 90 minutes. Check me out. If you say that to nitrogen, they will say, we will send the support team. <laughs> we'll take a look at you. Nice. Yeah, that's not true. That part, last part, I can't. Oh, I can't the rest promise. of it, completely true, though. Well, you don't actually say check, please, but, you know, in spirit, that's kind mm. of what you're doing when you're cashing mm. out. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. You're not paying them. They're paying you. But, you know, you get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does. Nitrogen Sports gets it. That's, a, that's all that matters, really. They are the lords of the realm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they sure are. Uh, if you use the link in the description of the podcast, when you sign up, you get access to exclusive Poker Guys events, which currently manifests as our monthly Poker Guys tournament. It is a great tournament with always an overlay. It's a little buy-in, always a big overlay. Yep. You got to check that out. Last Sunday of every month. Of course, they also have other poker. They have casino games. They have sports betting, and they give you your money fast when you binkity bink, which you know, you're know you going to hope to do on yeah. Nitrogen Sports. You, sometimes you might. You might bink. Bink. Do bink. Is Bink still a thing? People no. still say that in poker? No. <laughs> I feel like they do, though. No, they do not. They say piles and stuff. They don't say Bink. You know, they say, they, the, I piled in. I got piles. They love saying that. What would a 1920s person think about this conversation? <laughs> they don't say Bink. They say piles. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, there'd be a lot of questions for the guy from 1920, in fairness. Yeah. Not just those things about this ad. Like... What the hell is any of this? You yeah. Know, what is this online you speak of? You know, I can't even picture it. I, my head exploded. So I'm dying I'm, of shock. I can't talk about it any longer because I'm currently dead. By the way, that is a thing that they claim, right? That yeah. like someone from like 500 years ago would literally die of shock if they. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I buy like, it. You I, know, how can you prove that? You're like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you send me 500 years in the future. What am I going to see that I'm literally going to die just from seeing, even though it's normal humans living the way they live then? I don't believe I would I don't what believe if, I would die. What if humans have at that point somehow evolved to be out of body beings? Like there's no physical being in humans, it's just like voices in the air and shit. Do you think I would die? I'd, I'd be like, that is in, that is super weird. Tell me more. I'm thinking about like humans like their bodies getting all liquidy and stretchy and stuff like but shock? I might freak Why out. Why would their bodies get all liquidy and stretchy? Why would they be just voices in the air? Fuck you. <laughs> because like that's like the sci-fi future uh, 
species thing. So is liquidy human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? I guess you're the expert. Yeah, I think about that. You think about liquidy? I, 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 yeah, I think about liquidy people. <laughs> <laughs> just like when you wake up, when you go to sleep, you're just thinking about liquidy, stretchy human people. I mean, I've had a lot of free time during this pandemic. And like some of you, I didn't just spend it watching Netflix and eating chips. No, you thought about liquidy people. I thought about liquidy people and what they would be like and what the future would be like in a liquidy nation. So what what uh, what changes should I expect in the liquidy nation? Mostly fashion is really different. Okay. Because, you know, you need cl- materials that sort of move with you and are all like, you know, flowy and stuff because they have to be because you like reach out to something and you just, your arm just keeps going. It's like the abyss up in here, you know? And <laughs> so there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then just transportation obviously is different too. Yeah. You know, a lot of flying shit. Is breakfast the same? Well, it is and it isn't, because our digestive systems obviously are completely different. They're liquidy. <laughs> no. They're stretchy. <laughs> They're stretchy. They're not liquidy. That's dumb. Okay. Uh, and But yeah, so it's not that the food is different, but the way we consume the food is different. <laughs> yeah. Put it up our butts. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we eat it that way. Liquidy style. Yeah, we decided that food up butts, words out mouth. That's how it goes now. <laughs> That's the future. That's not me. Maybe that would make me die anyway, of shock. Get on nitrogen <laughs> and get you some poker. I got. We were still doing the ad. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, nitrogen. No, you're not. The lords of the realm. You're not sad at all. No. And you're you're not sorry. I'm never sorry. That's true. All right. So there's still 540k in the pot. Somehow, right. Somehow we're going back to talking about poker. Six of diamonds. Ten of clubs. Four of spades. King of diamonds on the turn. Check check. Makita Batskowski has two eights. Yeah. Queen Jack for Ebinger. Nobody's got a flush draw or anything. The river is the ace of spades. No flush completes, but Ebinger makes the nuts. Yeah. Good for him. Here's the beginning of Batskowski as Joker, the weirdo guy. Okay. He, he min bets because that's what you do in this situation with two eights. <sighs> He's trying to get called by the old six. He's like, a six may just call me for a min bet, and yay. I guess. Also, other things we might induce, I guess. Do we so want to induce? So our plan is to bet call? <laughs> I don't think it's a good plan, but but yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, we're going to get raised, obviously. Obviously. He's got the nuts. So this is just a strange play by Bazikowski, right? Betting one blind? Yeah. I'm betting one blind is strange, but it's okay. Like he, he could have he could have an ace. He could have aces up even and bet one blind once in a while. You know, he could have a relatively strong. Yeah, one. mostly mean, he's going to bet. More he's betting one ninth of the pot. Yeah, it's a small bet. It's a very strange play when people do that. You're right. How do you want to size it as Ebinger starting the hand with two point two million? We've put in about two hundred k. How much is in the pot uh, before the bad? Before bet? the bet, four five forty. Five forty. So now there's six hundred k in the pot. Um. I want to make it like, well, okay. Uh, what am I targeting? I'm tar- an okay. Ace. An ace just came, right? Yeah. So I'm targeting at least an ace, and maybe if we're lucky, ace is up. Yeah, like a like a six or something like that. Yeah. So I think we should go kind of big. I want to go like five hundred k. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, right around pot size, like a little less than pot, but anywhere in that general neighborhood feels good to me. Well, Avenger wanted to make it five hundred k, but he couldn't resist. He made it four twenty. Am I right? So sick. Oh, it's like if, we, if I could make it 42069, I would. Yeah. But they didn't let him do it. He no. tried to type it in. It, it, it was like a really long tank, but I, th- I think it was just he kept trying to type that in. <laughs> and it just it wouldn't work. The yeah. software didn't allow it. So anyway, fair enough. He raised the 425. Okay. Makita Badzikowski calls. I mean, yes. So let's talk about that. I mean, that's <laughs> super standard. All right. So he did induce 
and he did call. Yeah. Is that just a terrible idea? So, like, well, so let's go through what his thinking probably is, though. So yeah. he's, so he bets one blind, knowing that sometimes he's going to induce with that, right? He gets raised, and now he's thinking like, okay, so what's going on here is I'm repping like one weak ace or a king or a 10 or something like that. One, one pair, mostly when I bet yeah. one blind, right? And you're saying, I see you could have as much as a bad ace, and I'm raising you anyway because I have at least two pair now with that ace. I've got aces up or something like that. Yeah. Right? And I don't believe that. And I don't, bl- I don't buy it, man. So maybe he thinks that Ebinger could be turning flopped middle or bottom pair into a bluff that because cause when be Makita min bets, like, he, he usually has those hands beat. That is my best guess is that's exactly what it is. He's trying to take the very bad hand that eights are beating. And turn it into a bluff. By the way, if Bads is right about this, he is not. If Bads is right about this, he's going to look so smart. Yeah. He's going to look like, we're going we're gonna to name the freaking podcast, you know, Bads is smart. Right? <laughs> Can we do that? Can we convey the accent in the... Of course. S-M-A-A-A-R-T. <laughs> like that, you know? Ah, uh, okay. Maybe S-M-A-A-H-R-T. Smart. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So do we have to name it Bads is Stupid now because he was wrong? Bads is dumb. He's not dumb, obviously. No. So is this, I guess the, I, I think yeah. we understand his thinking. Yeah. The question is, is it, uh, is it too fancy? Like, is he just getting in his own way? Well, part of probably what he's thinking is what hands are actually raising me here, right? What are the value? Because Bads like, I have the ace some of the yeah. time. Even though I only bet one blind, I have the ace. And he probably even has like some very strong hands once in a while when he does this, I would guess, being Makita. And Ebinger, check back the turn so he doesn't have that many like kings up type hands. Right. So like aces up, maybe, could raise here. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Queen Jack can raise here, but not too much else, right? Yeah. So maybe that's the thinking is like, you don't just have that, you just don't have that much value. And maybe Makita thinks like, you're going to take all of your weak one pair of hands and turn them into bluffs now, probably. Um, well, maybe he doesn't think that, but once you do it, now, he, now he's throwing those into that pile rather than the call pile. I guess. I mean, I mean, that's a little weird to decide they were going to call and now to think they're bluffing instead. You'd think Ebinger would also bet some of his sixes and fours in the turn just for protection. I would think that. I would think that. Is it possible Ebinger just has some, some worse straight draws that he's also checking on the turn? That feels even less likely. Like three, five, and five, yeah. seven. Yeah. Is he really, he's not betting those? Like at least Queen Jack, like we were saying, maybe once in a while you're ahead or you've got more equity anyway. You can hit it. a Queen or a Jack and feel better about exactly. it. Exactly. Like you're usually good. Uh, but the five, seven, you're like, you know, you're behind. Yeah. So like that makes more sense to turn into a bluff, right? I don't know. I feel like this is just a bit too fancy from that. Feels quite fancy. But maybe it's. Brilliant, and it just didn't work this time. Maybe. I mean, Ebinger, we were surprised to see him check Queen-Jack on the turn, so maybe, maybe Badzikowski's removing that from his range almost entirely. That makes sense, too, yeah. honestly. Uh, and then we could also... I mean, what aces up really exists? Probably not ace-10, probably not ace-king. Yeah, he's probably right. three-betting those pre-flop. Right. So like, maybe some of the other aces that would be aces up would also be three-bets pre-flop at least some of the time. Ace-10 might bet the turn usually anyway. Yeah. I would expect it to. So... There's not a whole lot there. It's a six, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really the one. So maybe ace four. Maybe ace four. Okay. But not a huge amount of combos of those, at least. There's some. There's nine combos of each. But what are the bluffs? Yeah. Like you said, the straight draws. The, straight, the weak straight draws, you would really feel like you would bet the turn. I mean, with. if we think, if we're removing Queen Jack because we thought he would have bet the turn with them, it's weird to say, but he's got other straight yeah. draws that he's bluffing with right. now. I mean, that's weird. So the bluffs are sixes and fours that, yeah. th- that realize they're not good enough. That think like one blind shit. I yeah. need him to bet more for me to be able to call. That must her. be what's going on. It feels like it has to be. 
So, so Makita's doing this because he thinks Ebinger has this proclivity towards like attacking these kinds of spots with these kinds of yeah. hands. And he's like, fall into my trap. And he's like, oh, you had it that time. That's unlucky. That's what I think is going on in his head. Yeah. Maybe that's that, reasonable. Maybe it's true. Maybe that is what's going on. I, I mean, Makita's successful enough that I would guess that he's probably right. And this is probably a profitable play, even though it looks bananas from the outside. And, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because it's, it's him, though. Yeah. This was, you know, some of the guys who we pick on sometimes. John has- uh, what? John Hesp. If it was John Hesp, yeah. for example, we, obviously this would be terrible. Yeah. And it would be, because yeah. his reasoning would be, you know what, I say his reasoning would be worse. I don't know what his reasoning would be, but of course it would be worse. Yeah. Like, man can't even think. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm, that's not true. Yeah. He's a lot, he could think. But, um, but still, like, there's a, there's a wild difference there anyway, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it looks really bad. It, it looks like fancy play syndrome. A lot of the stuff that Badzikowski does looks like fancy play syndrome. No but question. He is very successful, so maybe it, it really does work for him. And part of being successful, I think, not just in poker, but in life, is like very successful, is being willing to look very stupid publicly. Sure. Like a lot of the wealthiest people in the world have been very willing to like make very bad calls publicly, you know, and like it worked out for all of them. And, but, but those are calls. Most people just don't have the cojones to take a shot at me, you know, doing, they wait till it's safer, you know? So maybe this is part of that too, where Mikoda is like, this is going to look really dumb, but I'm pretty sure it's right. I'm calling. Well, he loses the hand. Did you, did you find out um, how this ended up? I don't remember. We talked about this already. Mikita finished third and I, uh, Ibinger finished second. Okay. Uh, Makita finished fourth, actually. Sam Greenwood finished third. Tough and table. Some other guy won. Some other rando won. Some douche. Some guy. Yeah. Um, no one cares. Anyway. Yeah. Nice hand. Yeah. GG. GG. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, and still have time to make it.